Hey guys, welcome to our online campus. Whether you're joining us on YouTube or our podcast, we're so grateful you're here. We have a great message from Evan Carmichael today. Let's get to the message. Hey, good morning, Higher Vision Church. It is so great to be with you all here today. Uh, I just love your pastors. I love, you know, Pastor Jared and I, we've been friends for so many years now. I mean, we go way back, and uh, it's just, you know, it's like family, and love doing life with them. And so, come on, can we just thank the Lord for good, godly leaders? He's with our other friend, uh, Roger Archer, and uh, up there, I'm sure he's doing a great job. It's also cool, we got Ride for Freedom in the house today. The team is back. You must have like rock solid legs now. Incredible. I'm jealous. And you guys, so you guys were on Huckabee last night and tonight, right? On TBN. So make sure you guys watch them tonight. The Huckabee show, they're on there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, welcome back. It's great. Glad I got to see you before I left. So proud of those guys for, for what they did. They rode across the country on bicycles. I mean, it's, that's crazy. That's incredible. Wow. To be young again. Hey, in case you don't know who I am, uh, my name is, again, Evan Carmichael, and I am from the island of Hawaii. I pastor a church there with my wife, Shinobu. She apologizes for not being there. If you haven't heard of uh, Hawaii Island, we're a small town, Hilo. But we've been on the news recently because the lava, we've actually had a volcano that's been erupting from 1983, but in the last couple of months, it got angry, and it, I mean, it came right up out of the ground in a neighborhood, Leilani Estates, and just decimated the entire place. Over 700 houses got covered, and it's like about 30 minutes away from where we live, but it just, it covered it all, created about 400 acres of new land or something, and it's just insane. It's all calmed down now, but that's where we're from. We got the volcano, we got, we had thunderstorms last night, there's a hurricane coming our way, it's beautiful to live in Hawaii. <laughs> but I am from Hawaii, and it's great to be here with you. Just want to welcome, we've got a bunch of people that are joining, watching online, San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Colorado, Las Vegas, and Sydney, Australia. Good day, mate. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Welcome. Well, hey. Let me ask you this question this morning as we get started. How many of you like gifts? Do you like gifts? How many of you like presents, right? Like, like this present right here. How many of you like presents? Aren't presents cool? Presents are a lot of fun. Uh, you, we all like receiving them, and hopefully you like giving them. And gifts are great. Gifts are great. Christmas is fun. Why? Because of presents. You guys didn't know whether to say Jesus or not. We all know Jesus, okay, but it's fun because of the presents, all right? It's okay. Uh, presents are great. When we were kids, my sisters and I, right, we would actually, before Christmas, we would go through, separate, count who had the most presents. Come on, you ever did that? Separate your own piles, my pile, your pile. Don't touch my pile. And we, we had all of our gifts. It was a lot of fun. We all like presents. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever given someone a present that you weren't sure about whether or not they liked it? And it drove you crazy. Right? Because you don't really want to go, did you like it? But you want to know, did you like it? That happened to me a couple of months ago. I bought my, one of my kids 
I wanted to get him a nice present. It was a special day. Got him a pair of shoes. It was the most I've ever spent on shoes in my life. I got him those shoes. They weren't on sale. They were really nice. I thought he would like them. My buddy with me thought, oh, for sure he's going to like them. It was, it's the in-style shoe. Got him that shoe. And would you know that to my dismay, those shoes are sitting on the rack in our garage. Thank you. Thank you. I should have brought them with me to hear that. Collecting dust, every time I leave the house, I look at those shoes and I get angry. I come home, I look at the shoes and I get angry. Before I came on this trip, I looked at those shoes and I was angry that I bought it for him. And I I'd even asked him, do you like them? He's like, yeah, why don't you wear them? I will. And then I, I say, why don't we just sell them? Let's just put them online. We can, we can sell them. No, I don't want to sell them. I'm going to use them. Really? And I look at the shoes and I'm thinking, I should have just bought myself shoes. At least I would have used it. What a waste to buy him shoes that he doesn't even use. And maybe you've done that, right? You bought somebody a gift. Maybe you bought something for your mother-in-law. You ever done that? You buy it for your mother-in-law and you never see her use it. And you ask her husband, right? Does she know? Does she know that I got her this? Does, does she know? Does, does she like it? Does she like the present? Has she opened it? What has she done with it? Right? You ask all those questions. And, and you even ask, come on, have you ever regifted something here? Let's be honest. Right? Did she give it away? And you ask your husband, and what do you guys go, what do you want me to ask her? No, no, don't ask her. But find out. Right? You, you make it impossible for us sometimes, ladies. And we, we wonder, that, does, she, does she like it? Do they like it? Have they opened it? Are, are they using it? Because a gift today, it really doesn't make sense unless you open the gift. Isn't that right? Say if Pastor Jared gave me this gift. I was like, thank you. Thank you for this gift. This is wonderful. I, I love it. And I see him three months from now and I bring it back out just the way it is. Man, I love the gift you gave me. He'd be like, uh, why didn't you open it? Why, why didn't you look what's inside and use it? I'm like, no, th- this is the gift. I-, I like it just the way it is. How many know that'd be a waste? And Romans chapter 12, verse 6 says this. In his grace, everybody say grace. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, he mentions here today that every single one of us, we all have a gift. We all have a gift. God has gifted every single one of us. And he mentioned a few. It could be to prophesy or to serve. Some of you have a gift of just serving and being so kind. Or maybe it's encouraging people. You're just an encourager. When people are going through a rough time, you can just pull them out of that and encourage them. Some of you have what's here, the gift of giving. And God has resourced your life to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. And uh, there's just so many gifts that he mentioned here and other gifts that He didn't mention, but the fact is, every single one of us, we have a gift. 
God has given us a gift. And if I give this message today a title, it would simply be, it's what's inside. Look at your neighbor and say, it's what's inside. As great as this gift is like this, it's what's inside that matters. If you don't open it up, it really doesn't matter. Whatever your gift is, today you have a gift. You have a gift in you. Maybe you woke up thinking that, oh, I, I can't amount to much. There's nothing much I can do. You know the word for gift there is a charisma or charismata. The word charis being grace and mata, the gift. It's Really, you can just translate it by saying it is a grace gift. Grace gift. The abilities the Holy Spirit gives to the church, it's a grace gift. And with grace today, it's something that you don't earn. You can't buy it. And you might think, there's nothing great I can do. Can I tell you, yes, on our own, there's nothing great that we can do. But when we tap into the grace of God in our life and the gift that he's given us, and when we stand on that and we begin to realize, I can do something for the kingdom of God. God has gifted me in a way. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It's all about what Jesus has done on the cross. And when he died by his grace, he's empowered you today with a gift to make a difference. It's a gift today that when you operate in it, it's not to give you glory, it's to give him glory. When you look back, you realize there's no way I could have done that except for the grace of God in my life. You see, it's what's inside. God's grace today, he's gifted you. That's where that word, you heard that term used, charismatic. Maybe you heard that. Somebody asked what kind of church, and you might have heard Pentecostal or or charismatic and you know, maybe you've kind of grown up with me thinking charismatic, or it's the crazy one. It's the people that roll on the, you know, the floor and, and, and do all, all kind of stuff. And I heard a funny, funny story. There were three people. It was a, a Baptist preacher, a Catholic priest, and a charismatic pastor. They, they all died, and they went to heaven. And when they got to heaven, of course, St. Peter was there because he's always there by the gates. That's just his job. And when he gets there, he sees the three guys. He goes, hey, guys, uh, I'm sorry. We didn't realize that you were going to be here this soon. Your houses are going to take about seven days longer to complete. But I have an idea. Let me call down to Satan and see if he can put you up for the week. But I guarantee you, we'll bring you back up. So he calls down, and amazingly, Satan obliges. And they go down. Well, two days later, the phone rings. And it's Satan. He goes, hey, Pete, you need to take these three guys out of here ASAP. Peter can't imagine what are these three guys doing. He goes, what's wrong? Why why do we got to take them out? He goes, why do you got to take them out? Well, let me tell you, the Baptist is going around getting everybody saved. The Catholic is going around forgiving everyone from their sins. And the charismatic, the charismatic, he's almost raised enough money to put in air conditioning down here. But that term charismatic, God's grace, is, is simply, it's simply people, it's simply a church that believes in the gifts. A church that believes that God has gifted everyone, that it's not just for a chosen few, but every single one of us, we have a gift and we have an ability. You have a gift, you have an ability. But here's the thing, I wonder if at times Jesus isn't looking down from heaven. He's looking down at the church, he's looking down at us and He's wondering, do, do they even 
like the gift that I got them? Do, have, have, they, have they opened it? Have, haven't, I mean, are they, are they using, are they using what I gave them? What, what, what is she doing? She's trying to re-gift it. She's trying to get somebody else to do what I called them to do. He's looking down, he's wondering, do they realize how much I paid for that with my blood, with my life? Why aren't they using the gift that I got for them? Jesus tells the parable of a master who was going on a journey. And before he leaves, he calls his three servants to him. And he gives them each an allowance, an allowance of money. The Bible calls them talents. We're talking about gifts and talents today. But for the sake of this, let's just say silver. And he calls the first one and he gives him five bags of silver. He calls the second one and he gives him two bags of silver. And he calls the third and he gives him one bag of silver and he leaves. And after a long time, he comes back. And he calls the first servant. And the first servant says, look, master, you... You gave me five bags, and I was faithful with it. I invested it, and here's five more. And the master said these words to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You were faithful with little. Now you're going to be entrusted with so much more, and he blesses him. The second one comes, and he says, You gave me two, and I, I was faithful with the two. I invested the two. I did my best with the two. And I earned two more for you. The master says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You were faithful over little. Now you're going to be faithful over much. And he blesses him. But the third one came back. And it was the third one with one bag who said, you know, master, I, I know you're a tough guy. I didn't want to take a chance. I didn't want to get you mad. And so I dug a hole. And I put the bag of silver in there. And it's all safe and now that you're back, here it is just the way you left it. And there are too many people in church that are continually digging holes and burying their talents. They're burying the giftings that God has given them. And, and you wonder, well, well how's that happening? Well, you know, I've, I've been in church practically my whole life. And before pastoring, I was at my dad's church and I'd lead worship. And, you know, you're always trying to recruit and... And I can remember people would tell me, hey, so-and-so or so-and-so. And I go up to that person and I say, hey, I heard that you can sing. And you know what response I got a lot of times? Who told you that I could sing? <laughs> Who told you that? I can't sing. Or you go to someone and you hear they're good with kids. You're like, hey, we need help in the children's ministry. We, we heard you're good with kids. Who said that I'm good with kids? I don't even like kids. I can't serve in that ministry. Or, man, you seem really friendly. Why, why don't you help greet at the door? All of a sudden, the smile goes away. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't really like people. I can't talk to strangers. I, I, I can't. And the gift that's recognized in your life, what are you doing? You're digging a hole, and you're burying it. You're pushing the opportunities away. You're saying, I don't want to use the gift that God has given to me. And what you're doing is you're basically wrapping around with the gift that's still in the wrapping that Jesus paid a price for. And you're not willing to take the wrapping off. Come on, it's what's inside. And we have to look at that today. It's what's inside. 
We don't want to return it the same way that we got it. When you look at the story, it tells us this. They got five, two, and one. We may not all start at the same place, but we all have the same potential to multiply the gift that God has given to us, to grow it to an unending place. You might not be starting where your neighbor's starting at, but my, my point is today, just get started. Take off the wrapping. Use the gift. Use the gift. And it's, it's really, really sad because it was that guy who did nothing with it that was called the wicked and lazy servant. The wicked, lazy servant. It's easy work to bury your talent, but it takes hard work to develop the gift that we have. If we return our gift the same way we got it, we're wicked and we're lazy. Wicked and lazy. And I don't know about you today, Higher Vision, but I want to fall in the good and faithful servant. Come on, can I get an amen today? I want to be in the good and I want to be in the faithful. I want to be the person that's investing my life into the kingdom of God. Why is this all important, you might wonder? Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. You know, that scripture today isn't written to the lost people. It's written to those who are saved, written to the church. We're going to stand before Christ. It's what we call the judgment seat of Christ. This has nothing to do with our salvation. Friends, don't, don't, don't get me wrong on this. We are saved by grace. You don't earn your salvation. It's not by works. We don't do good things to get to heaven. We do good things because we're already going to heaven. Come on. Can I get an amen? It's by grace. But once we're saved, it's time to get to work. And we're going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for our life. And it's basically there that Jesus will ask us this question, what did you do with the gift that I gave you? What did you do with it? Did you dig a hole and bury it? Or did you do something with it? What a shame it would be to stand before Christ on that day and say, well, here's the gift. Just the way you gave it to me. I, I, didn't, I didn't even take it out of the wrapping. I kept it just the way you wanted. I, I dug a hole and I buried it. But here, I'm giving it back to you just the same way. What a shame it would be. I want to stand before Christ and I want to say, I took the gift and I invested it. It was a sacrifice, but I did it. I sold it into the lives of others. It was uncomfortable at times, but, but I did the best that I could with what you gave me. We're going to all have to stand before Christ and give an account of what we did. It's so important that even rewards are given out based on what we do with what Jesus has given to us. Come on, are you with me today? And that's why we have to live with the perspective of eternity. Don't just get caught up with life here and the now. What we do now matters on the eternal side of things. The lives you touch now are going to make a difference in eternity. We have to change our perspective. I had a conversation once with someone who was coming to our church at the time. And it's a great guy, but he got caught up in some different doctrine and got into this extreme thinking of grace. And 
Again, I'm all for the grace of God. I, I believe in the grace of God. But the thinking started changing to the place where there was nothing else he needed to do because of the grace of God. Nothing else he needed to change. Where the word work became a bad word. And we were talking back and forth, and there was just nothing, nothing. Even whatever problems were in his life, nothing he needed to change. Why? Grace of God covers me. Grace of God. And I left that conversation sad thinking to myself that grace is a terrible excuse to do nothing with your life. Terrible excuse. We didn't come to Jesus to get saved just so that we could sit on our blessed assurance every Sunday morning and come to a church and punch in and punch out and go back and live life. Why do we give our life to the Lord so that our life could be changed, so that we could change somebody else's life to make a difference? For it's in somebody else. As I've been told our church so many times, when you first came to church, you came for the first time. Somebody woke up early to get ready to stand at the door. Somebody woke up early to get the classroom ready for your kids. Somebody woke up early to get here to rehearse with the worship team so that you could come and experience and be greeted and your kids to go into children's ministry and you could stand in here and the lights and everything worked so well and it just got your heart to that place where you made a decision to serve the Lord and then your life was changed. Come on, let's give somebody else the opportunity that you had. Let's get involved and use our gift so someone can experience what you experience so that their life can be changed for eternity. It's what's inside. And that's why it's so important that we open the gift, that we use the gift that God has given to us. Don't just walk around with your gift in a wrapper. We, we need to open it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, open it. In fact, this is a gift, and I'm, I'm going to give it away right here to this young man who's being such a good boy. Do you like presents? Can I give you this present? And guess what? There's a Starbucks card, too. You can get your mom a cup of coffee. How's that? Make sure you open it now. Come on, we got to open the gift. We, we need to live bigger in our life with, a uh, with the perspective of eternity. And if you come to higher vision, I, I know Pastor Jared said to him, you got to get to work. It's not just a cruise and wait till Jesus comes back. We got to get to work. You got 20,000 homes that are being built across the street. Wow. You know what that is? That's harvest. We're, we're going to need people that are going to get to work here for that harvest. People that have big hearts and big minds. People that are going to be willing at times. You're going to have to give up your seat for somebody new. Isn't that awesome? You're, you're going to have to park far away because there's going to be new people that are going to be coming. We need to have that heart today that we'll do whatever it takes. We'll do whatever. That's why you hear it mentioned here. Every Sunday you hear about circles why? Because you need to get into a group. You might not have gotten into a circle yet, and you're standing on the outside. Can I tell you, I'll just be honest with you, stop being selfish. You are a gift. There's somebody in that group that needs you. Somebody in that group that needs your arm around their shoulder. Someone in that group that needs you to speak into their life. You're a gift. Get into a circle. Don't miss next week 
If this is your first time here, come back next week and hear Pastor Jared. You got to hear him preach and start that new series. Get into a group. Use your gift. And then you need to get into growth track. If you're not serving yet here, get into growth track and discover your gift. Growth track will help you to discover what you're gifted in and what you can do. And once you discover what your gift is, then here's the thing. Serve. Take off the wrapping. Dig up the hole and say, God, I'm ready to invest my life. I want to do something. I don't want to just ride the wave. God, I want to be a part of it. Serve, serve, serve. Use your gift. I tell our church, even if it's just one Sunday a month, do something. One day we're going to have to stand before the Lord and give account. I tell you what, if I didn't encourage people to use their gift, then I think I failed in what God has called me to do. I don't want anyone here to be the wicked and lazy. I want us all to be the good and faithful. Let's be good stewards with the gift that God has given us. When our life is changed, now we are on assignment to get to work and to make a difference. There are people here that need you. They need your gift. They need your smile. They need you at the door. They, they need you. They're going to walk in, and you will impact them for the kingdom of God. It's an eternal it's an investment with an eternal return. And I want to encourage you all today. Let's unwrap it. Let's use it. And let's not be ashamed of what God has gifted us in. I promise you will make a difference in the life of someone else. Amen.